Attention, patriots. Broadcasting from the free zones, Radio Free Redoubt begins in 5, 4, 3, 2... Good evening, God-fearing, liberty-loving, ultra-maga-patriots. Welcome to Radio Free Redoubt. This is the voice of the American Redoubt, and we're broadcasting from Patriot-held territory on this episode 22-30, the 30th episode of 2022. And there's a lot to cover here. I'm going to try to cram as much as I can into the news and commentary section. In segment two and three, I want to share something with you that uh, I have quoted this person before, but she just gave a speech in Europe, in Nuremberg, in fact, uh, Vera Sharav, you guys have uh, probably heard of her. I have quoted her multiple different times. But she gave, I have the full speech and I want to share it with you over segments two and three. And this is what her speech is titled Unless All of Us Resist, Never Again Is Now. In World War II, or after World War II, Once the world began to really learn of the full scope of the atrocities, especially after the Nuremberg trials, the whole world said, never again. Never again will we allow this. But we're seeing the same tyrants, different names, different faces, but the same agenda, the same end game, the only thing different between the Bolshevik, uh, Russia, Soviet Union, and Stalin, or Hitler, uh, Mao Zedong, any of these, the only difference between them and what we are seeing rising up right now is technology, which is only aiding the tyrants. So I'm looking forward to sharing this. Uh, I know some of you may go off and find the speech, read it for yourself, maybe listen to it for yourself. But because this is so powerful, I want to make sure that it gets shared here in case you don't get a chance to uh, break off and go read that or watch it for yourself. So let's get into the news and commentary first. The news and commentary brought to you by Prepping 2.0 with Glenn Tate and Shelby Gallagher over there at the podcast, helping to take your preps to the next level. The website is prepping2-0.com. Check them out. I know many of you are already regulars over there, but uh, they're covering some great stuff to really help us. Uh, Food shortages, economic downturn, uh, power outages, basically all things prepping taken to the next level. 
They do a great job. Prepping2-0.com. All right, so uh, first of all, before we go any further, thank you to the Patriot and the listener for sending this in. Only one person sent this in. I'm so glad for folks that help me stay up on top of things. But lest we forget, 21 through 31 August is the 30th anniversary of the Ruby Ridge homicides. Uh, Former Green Beret Randy Weaver also passed away this year on May 11th, and we mentioned that when he passed. But disgraced FBI HRT sniper Lon Horiuchi escaped punishment for the murder of unarmed Vicki Weaver as she stood in the doorway of their cabin holding her infant child in her arms. Other federal agents escaped punishment for the murder of 14-year-old Sammy Weaver and his dog, Stryker. So we want to remember that this, uh, over the next 10 days, is uh, the 30th anniversary of that. So today, 30 years ago, that kicked off with uh, Sammy Weaver and the dog being killed and the firefight ensuing. And Randy Weaver killed one of the agents. But uh, let's get into the news and commentary here. From the Independent Sentinel... Indictment reveals Russians are funding American extremists. Now, uh, if you start to think that maybe Patriot Groups, uh, Radio Free Redoubt, is getting funding from the Russians, uh, it's not happening. Uh, Trump wasn't getting funding or help with elections either. It wasn't the extremists, a.k.a. Patriots, Uh, The media and the Democrats have vociferously accused Russia of involvement in our affairs to the benefit of Donald Trump. They've investigated Russian trolls, lied by claiming Hunter's laptop was Russian disinformation, and accused Russians of trying to influence our elections. Well, now we have evidence of real Russian influence in America, but it is not a national story. Russians appear to be funding radical groups, radical Marxist-Leninist groups, such as the Black Hammer Party, the Black Supremacist Organization, and the Uhuru Movement, also communist black supremacists. So, just like we were warned of, they will use racial divide to break our country down. And there's evidence now with this new indictment against a a Russian... uh, The information come from an unsealed indictment in Tampa that indicated Russians are funding radical groups. The unsealed federal indictment in Florida alleges a Russian named Alexander Viktorovich Ionov or Lonov has been funding political groups in the United States on behalf of the Russians. According to the indictment, Lonov got the groups to publish pro-Russian propaganda as well as other information designed to cause dissension in the United States and to promote secessionist ideologies. So uh, we'll track this and see where this goes, but uh, Russian involvement, well, they're, they're not supporting the Patriots, that's for sure. Uh, I think there are a few notches behind, uh, a few steps behind China in as far as looking at the United States as a battlefield, uh, our politics, uh, the societally, everything else. China is way out ahead of the Russians, but 
this indictment is showing that there was and probably still is uh, subversion going on against the United States. But it's to support Marxist groups. Uh, from ClashDaily.com, they were running an article, WTF starts off, scientists have recreated the deadly Spanish flu of 1918 and infected monkeys. Uh, in a piece titled, scientists have recreated the deadly 1918 fly flu virus, why, close quote, Forbes contributor Stephen Salzberg examines what could possibly lead scientists to do this. He begins by noting the intense controversy surrounding the gain-of-function research after COVID-19 pandemic that looks more and more likely to have its origins at the Wuhan Institute of Virology in China, which conducts this very sort of research on bat coronaviruses. He begins with a bit of history about the pandemic that hit right after World War I, noting that it infected approximately one-third of the world population at the time, killing upwards of 50 million people. It's regarded as the worst plague since the Black Death in the 14th century. One thing that Salzburg doesn't mention in his article, but the thing about the Spanish flu was that it was unlike other flu viruses that are more deadly to the very young and the very old. This one had an unusually high mortality rate among young adults. Sound familiar? So why are they recreating this? Well, whatever the motives might be, or what's driving this, we do know from a Christian perspective that once the tribulation kicks off, uh, a quarter of the world's population is going to be killed by famine, by war, by violence, and by pestilence outbreaks. So are they setting the stage for this unwittingly? I don't know, but uh, nothing good can come from that. I, I can't see anything good from coming from that. That virus is completely gone and wiped out until now. A couple of other items here. This is good news from Zero Hedge. A judge permanently blocks Biden's oil and gas leasing pause in 13 states. And this, this was a, the quote from this ruling. President Biden's executive order to choke off energy development didn't just increase prices and hurt American families. It was flatly illegal, according, according to this article from Zero Hedge. Here's something very interesting uh, that was put out by uh, Tommy Robinson News. He posted a screenshot about a bank and carbon footprints the state of national national west banking app in the my spending tab there's a second tab with my footprint well it gives the number for your carbon footprint on your month's spending and there's more tabs saying how you can reduce it with the meat free mondays of course now even uh, they've got hollywood celebrities telling us we need to eat bugs i say let them eat bugs but they're using the virtue signaling green agenda to introduce the social credit system. It proves that the technology is already there and embedded into the banking systems. Yeah, it's probably going to be banking, insurance, a whole number of different things. But uh, then also from the Gateway Pundit, British Columbia government forces unvaccinated mothers to repay $50,000 maternity leave benefits. 
The government of British Columbia, Canada, plans to make mothers who work in the public sector who refuse vaccinations responsible for paying back their maternity leave. According to the BBC government, birth mothers who work for the British Columbia Public Service are entitled up to $50,000. Oh, now you're going to pay it back if you're not vaccinated. Even as more and more reports are coming forward showing the harmful effects of the vaccines, more and more adverse reactions from these, and governments are backing off all over the place. They're backing off. They're just moving on. The, the, all of the mandates are just falling away. They're, they're moving on to the next phase, but not apparently in British Columbia. They're insane. The, the Marxists have completely taken over up there in Canada, sadly. So anyway, uh, let's go ahead and take a break and come back with segment two, and I'm going to begin sharing with you this story from a Holocaust survivor that we all need to hear. And that's what tonight's show is going to be dedicated to. I'll be right back. Stay right there. Hello, Patriots. Abraham Lincoln here. I am reminded of a time back in 1773 when the Sons of Liberty, including Samuel Adams and John Hancock, broke the chains of British tyranny by throwing hundreds of crates of tea into Boston Harbor. We celebrate that historic event daily here at Minutemen Coffee, for on that day in 1773, American patriots began drinking coffee, and the rest is history. We believe that all men are created equal. Coffee is not. Come taste it for yourself, and you will agree. Minutemen Coffee is roasted to perfection in small batches. Bold, smooth, and never bitter. Shipped to you fresh daily, whole bean, ground or in patented pods. We invite you to come celebrate with us at www.minutemencoffee.com. Never give in. Never give in. Never, never, never. In nothing, great or small, large or petty, never give in except the convictions of honor and good sense. Never yield to force. Never yield to the apparently overwhelming might of the enemy. Never, ever, ever give up. Don't give in, don't back down, and never stop doing what you know is right. Nothing worth doing ever, ever, ever came easy. And the more righteous your fight, the more opposition that you will face. Welcome back to segment two of Radio Free Redoubt, episode 22-30. Segment two is brought to you by our friends at Selkirk Mountain Real Estate, helping 
patriots just like you get strategically relocated out of occupied territory, especially if you are looking to move to the northern part of the panhandle of Idaho, well, that's their stomping grounds. And they can help you out if you get a hold of them at Selkirk Mountain Real Estate. Dot com. Okay, uh, boy, I, I had so much that I wanted to just try to cram in here and add to. I've got my my Patriots Bible and my Founders Bible, uh, and those are actual. I mean, it's really the Bible. One one's the American uh, uh, Standard, and another one is the New King James Bible. And it's a Bible just like any other Bible, except these have our heritage woven all through out. And there's little stories here about the founding fathers and pastors and sermons that they gave at the beginning of our country. And in different places, uh, they they add uh, where, where a scripture might be talking about a certain thing, uh, a certain topic, uh, it will put a little story where one of our founding fathers of America was influenced by that scripture. And so he would give up, stand up and give a speech in front of Congress, and he would evoke this this scripture and say, we should consider this and this, because it says in uh, such and such a scripture, you know, these are the principles that we need to rule by. And so they'll put that little segment all throughout the Bible so we can see how much the Word of God influenced the founding of our country. It's very clear this was founded as a Christian nation. And, uh, of course, dark forces have been warring against that, you know, forever. And uh, they're trying to make us forget that heritage and history because a a nation's history is uh, the same as a person's memory. And if you forget your memory or who you are and where you've been and what you've done— Anybody can come along and tell you who you are. Well, they're trying to redefine America and say, that's not what America is. This is America. And, and we can look at our history and say, no, 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 that's not, that's not true at all. You're lying. Um, you're trying to say who we are, and you're saying the exact opposite. So anyway, a little tangent there. Though the Founders Bible is put out by wall builders, and then the Patriots Bible, you know, I'm not really sure... Uh, it's a different independent group. I I didn't look to see what's that. I just have the Founders Bible right in front of me, actually, on my desk in the studio. But I'm not I'm not going to uh, go through those and and talk about the, some of the scriptures that I had had planned. Not scriptures, but some of these stories and quotes from our founding fathers about evil and standing against tyranny and uh, being set apart from it and not allowing it, but. This this speech here really brings it all together, and I, I think it's it's absolutely worth worth sharing. This was given just yesterday, if you're listening Sunday evening. Uh, this is by Vera Sherav, and the title of her speech is "Unless All of Us Resist, Never Again Is Now." She gave this speech in Nuremberg. This is where the trials were held that uh, convicted the Nazis, guards, SS officers, all the higher-ups that carried out the atrocities in World War II. So here it is in the same town. So this 
article here, or the speech, is posted at childrenshealthdefense.eu. They get full credit for posting this full speech here. You can find the speech elsewhere on the internet. But uh, I'm grateful for them posting this. So uh, go to childrenshealthdefense.eu. And this is her speech. I came to Nuremberg to provide historical context to the current global threat confronting our civilization. These past two and a half years have been especially stressful as painful memories were rekindled. In 1941, I was three and a half when my family was forced from our home in Romania and deported to Ukraine. We were herded into a concentration camp, essentially left to starve. Death was ever-present. My father died of typhus when I was five. In 1944, as the final solution was being aggressively implemented, Romania retreated from its alliance with Nazi Germany. The government permitted several hundred Jewish orphans under the age of 12 to return to Romania. I was not an orphan. My mother lied to save my life. I boarded a cattle car train, the same train that continued to transport Jews to the death camps, even as Germany was losing the war. Four years elapsed before I was reunited with my mother. The Holocaust serves as the archetypal symbol of unmitigated evil. Moral norms and human values were systematically obliterated. The Nazi system destroyed the social conscience. Millions of people were worked to death as slave laborers. Others were abused as experimental human guinea pigs. The Holocaust did not begin in the gas chambers of Auschwitz and Treblinka. The Holocaust was preceded by nine years of incremental restrictions on personal freedom and the suspension of legal rights and civil rights. The stage was set by fear-mongering and hate-mongering propaganda, a series of humiliating discriminatory government edicts demonized Jews as spreaders of disease. We were compared to lice. The real viral disease that infected Nazi Germany is eugenics. Eugenics is the elitist ideology at the root of all genocides. Eugenics is cloaked in a mantle of pseudoscience. It was embraced by the academic and medical establishment, as well as the judiciary in Germany and the United States. Eugenicists justify social and economic inequality. They legitimize discrimination, apartheid, sterilization, euthanasia, and genocide. The Nazis called it ethnic cleansing for the protection of the gene pool. Medicine was perverted from its healing mission and was weaponized. First, it was to control reproduction through forced sterilization. Then it was to eliminate those deemed to be subhuman. Untermenschen, the first victims of medical murder, were 1,000 German disabled infants and toddlers. This murderous operation was expanded to an estimated 10,000 children up to age 17. The next victims were mentally ill. They were followed by the elderly in nursing homes. All of these human beings were condemned as worthless eaters, quote unquote. Under Operation T4, designated hospitals became killing stations where various extermination methods were tested, including Zyklon B, the gas that was used in the death camps. 
The objective of the Nazi final solution was to annihilate the entire 11 million Jewish population of Europe as quickly and efficiently as possible. The Nazis enacted discriminatory laws. They utilized modern technology, low-cost industrial methods, an efficient transportation system, and a highly trained bureaucracy that coordinated the industrial genocidal process. The objective was high-speed, maximum efficiency at lowest cost. The human casualties of this unprecedented genocide were 6 million Jews and 9 million other people whom the Nazis dehumanized as Untermenschen. The purpose of the Holocaust memorials is to warn and inform future generations about how an enlightened, civilized society can be transformed into a genocidal universe ruled by absolute moral depravity. If we are to avert another Holocaust, we must identify ominous current parallels before they poison the fabric of society. Since the Nazi era, the study of history and most of the humanities, including philosophy, religion, and ethics, have been overshadowed by an emphasis on utilitarian science and technology. As a result, few people recognize foreboding similarities between current policies and those under the Nazi regime. By declaring a state of emergency in 1933 and in 2020, constitutionally protected personal freedom, legal rights, and civil rights were swept aside. Repressive, discriminatory decrees followed. In 1933, the primary target for discrimination were Jews. Today, the target is people who refuse to be injected with experimental genetically engineered vaccines. Then and now, government dictates were crafted to eliminate segments of the population. In 2020, government dictates forbade hospitals from treating the elderly in nursing homes. The result was mass murder. Government decrees continue to forbid doctors to prescribe life-saving, FDA-approved medicines. Government-dictated protocols continue to kill. The media is silent, as it was then. The media broadcasts a single government-dictated narrative, just as it had under the Nazis. Strict censorship silences opposing views. In Nazi Germany, few individuals objected. Those who did were imprisoned in concentration camps. Today, doctors and scientists who challenge the approved narratives are maligned. Their reputations trashed. They risk losing their license to practice, as well as having their homes and workplace raided by SWAT teams. The moral significance of the Nuremberg Code cannot be overstated. The Nuremberg Code is the most authoritative, internationally recognized document in the history of medical ethics. This landmark document was formulated in response to the evidence of medical atrocities committed by Nazi physicians and scientists. The Code sets forth moral boundaries for research involving human beings. The Nuremberg Code rejects the ideology of eugenics and unequivocally asserts the primacy and dignity of the individual human being as opposed to the, quote, greater good of society, close quote. American jurists who formulated the Nuremberg Code incorporated the official 1931 German Guidelines for Human Experimentation, authored by Dr. Julius Moses. The guidelines remained legally in force until 1945, 
The Nazis violated them in their entirety. Dr. Moses, who was Jewish, was deported where he died. The Nuremberg Code defined foundational, universal, moral, and legal standards affirming fundamental human rights. These human rights apply to every human being. The code sets limit limits on the parameters of permissible medical experiments. Equally important, the Nuremberg Code holds doctors and research investigators personally responsible to ensure the human subject's safety and to ensure that the person freely gave his voluntary, fully informed consent. The standards of the Nuremberg Code are incorporated in the International Criminal Code. They are legally applicable today in peacetime and during war. The objective of the Nuremberg Code is to ensure that medicine never again deviates from the precautionary ethical principle, first do no harm. The Nuremberg Code has served as a blueprint for subsequent national and international codes of human rights, to ensure that the rights and dignity of human beings are upheld, to ensure that medical doctors never again engage in morally abhorrent experiments. Like the Ten Commandments, not a word of the code may ever be changed. The first of ten ethical principles lays down the foremost ethical requirement, which is spelled out in great detail. I quote, The voluntary consent of the human subject is absolutely essential. This means that the person involved should have legal capacity to give consent, should be so situated as to be able to exercise free power of choice without the intervention of any element of force, constraint, or coercion, and should have sufficient knowledge and comprehension of the elements of the subject matter involved as to enable him to make an understanding and enlightened decision. This requires that before acceptance of an affirmative decision by the experimental subject, he should be informed of the nature, duration, and purpose of the experiment, the method and means by which it is to be conducted, all inconveniences and hazards reasonably to be expected, and the effects upon his health or person which may possibly come from his participation in the experiment. The duty and responsibility for ascertaining the quality of the consent rests upon each individual who initiates, directs, or engages in the experiment. It is a personal duty and responsibility which may not be delegated to another with impunity. I'll stop right there and I'll pick up in segment three. But this is why I believe precisely the medical companies want all of the research surrounding their COVID jabs sealed for 50 to 75 years before they can open, be opened. Because I believe that what's found in there would be a violation of all of these principles that are embedded in international law. But once again, we have a tyrannous regime on a global scale and the media, they're willing accomplices. We'll be back with segment three. This is the voice of the American Redoubt. We'll be right back.
communist propaganda, which left unchallenged, could speed up their goal of world domination. We are in the midst of a continuing struggle for the minds of men. Hi everyone, this is John Jacob Schmidt, here to tell you about the 299 Days book series by lawyer and author Glenn Tate. Follow him through his real-life story of transitioning from middle-aged, unprepared suburbanite to full-blown prepper, tactical team member, and provider and protector of his family. Then, let Glenn take you on a wild ride through the collapse, community building, resistance against a corrupt system, and the rebirth of a new one. Go to 299days.com to learn more. Welcome back, everybody, and uh, welcome to segment three of Radio Free Redoubt. I'm going to be covering segments or the uh, second portion of uh, this just amazing speech that I uh, started off with in segment two. In case you're uh, just now joining us, this is a speech that was given yesterday, August 20th, in Nuremberg uh, by Vera Sheroff, and she is a Holocaust survivor. She was a, a young child during the Holocaust, and she is, had given a speech titled, Unless All of Us Resist, Never Again Is Now. And uh, so true, so true. We keep saying, never again, never again. Well, here we are doing it all over again. But, uh, and, and it will repeat again, unless the people rise up. I want to welcome our Black Echo uh, Station listeners we have uh, Amron operators across the country that restream Radio Free Redoubt on Sunday nights live. And throughout the week, they might have their own schedules where they play uh, music, old-time radio, and, and other podcasts. So uh, welcome to uh, everybody out there uh, listening to your local broadcaster there for the Black Echo Rebroadcasting Project. Uh, before I get into the second part of this speech, this is... this. Another example where Governor DeSantis is setting the standard, and it goes right along with what I'm talking about tonight. And this is from uh, InfoWars reported on this. DeSantis, quote, every single mandate must be removed, and vaccine injured should be able to sue. Florida Governor Ron DeSantis called for the elimination of vaccine mandates in response to the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention, updating its guidance to treat the vaccinated and unvaccinated the same. So uh, he said, even the CDC is now admitting there's no reason to treat vaxxed or unvaxxed any, any differently. Well, I guess that uh, that means every single mandate must be removed that the federal government is doing that any of these states, it's wrong. And uh, so, yeah, that this is, he said they lied to us about the Myrna shots. Um, and they did. And, we knew it. Instinctively, we knew. Well, <clears throat> there's going to be something in the future akin to the Nuremberg trials. And every one of these dirtbag tyrant liars and murderers need to be held accountable. Uh, and in my opinion, every doctor who shoved a ventilator down somebody's throat, who refused to give them ivervectin, uh, ivermectin, or hydroxychloroquine, 
at the at the the begging and requesting of the family members. No, no, that's not proven. Here, let's shove this tube down their throat until they die. Those doctors need to go to prison. If I was in charge, they would all be hanging. But uh, after a fair trial, of course. But I'm not in charge. And I never will be. But I want to continue on here with this speech. Continuing. The genocidal culture that permeated the Nazi regime did not end in 1945. It metastasized in the United States. At the end of the war, U.S. government agents helped 1,600 high-ranking Nazi scientists, doctors, and engineers to evade justice at Nuremberg. These Nazi technocrats facilitated the murderous Nazi operations. They were Hitler's partners in crimes against humanity. They were secretly smuggled into the U.S. under Operation Paperclip. This was in violation of explicit orders by President Harry Truman. These Nazi criminals were placed on high-level positions at major American scientific and medical institutions where they continued their work. What's more, these Nazi technocrats trained a generation of American scientists, doctors, and engineers. This is how Nazi methods and the immoral disregard for human values were entrenched in America. In 1961, in his farewell address to the nation, President Dwight Eisenhower warned against the increasing dominance of the military-industrial complex, whose total influence, economic, political, and even spiritual, is felt everywhere. Eisenhower warned, we must be alert to the danger that public policy could itself become the captive of a scientific technological elite. In 1979, a report to the president by the U.S. Commission on the Holocaust, chaired by Auschwitz survivor Elie Wiesel, warned, the inclination to duplicate the Nazi option and once again to exterminate millions of people remains a hideous threat. Those who declare that Holocaust analogies are off-limits are betraying the victims of the Holocaust by denying the relevance of the Holocaust. The Nuremberg Code has served as the foundation for ethical clinical research since its publication 75 years ago. The COVID pandemic is being exploited as an opportunity to overturn the moral and legal parameters laid down by the Nuremberg Code. The Nuremberg Code is our defense against abusive experimentation. Humanity is currently under siege by the global heirs of the Nazis, a posse of ruthless, interconnected, global billionaires that have gained control over national and international policy-setting institutions. They have embarked on implementing a diabolical agenda, that means satanic, overthrow democracy and Western civilization, depopulate the global population, eliminate nation-states and establish one-world government, eliminate cash and establish one digital currency, inject digital IDs and artificial intelligence capable into every human being. If these objectives become a reality, we will be digitally surveilled 24 hours a day, seven, seven days a week. In May 2022, at the World Economic Forum in Davos, Klaus Schwab, the architect of the dystopian Great Reset, declared, quote, Let's be clear, the future is not just happening. The future is built by us, a powerful community here in this room. 
We have the means to impose the state of the world, close quote. The ultimate goal of these megalomaniacs is to gain total control of the world's natural resources, financial resources, and to replace humans with transhuman robots. Transhuman, transhumanism is a biotech-enhanced caste system, the new eugenics. Klaus Schwab's lead advisor, Yuval Noah Harari, an Oxford University-trained Israeli, Harari is a proponent of the new eugenics and transhumanism. We have played quotes from him on the morning commute and on Radio Free Redoubt podcast. Harari refers to humans as hackable animals and declares, quote, we have the technology to hack humans on a massive scale. Harari despises the very concept of God. Transhumanists despise human values and deny the existence of a human soul. Harari declares that there are too many useless people. That's a quote. The Nazi term was worthless eaters. This is the new eugenics. It is embraced by the most powerful global billionaire technocrats who gather at Davos, big tech, big pharma, the financial oligarchs, academics, government leaders, and the military-industrial complex. These megalomaniacs have paved the road to another holocaust. This time, the threat of genocide is global in scale. This time, instead of Zyklon B, gas, the weapons of mass destruction are genetically engineered injectable bioweapons masquerading as vaccines. This time, there will be no rescuers unless all of us resist never again is now. And that's the end of the speech by Vera Sherav, given yesterday. She's a Holocaust survivor, a public advocate for human rights, and the founder and president of the Alliance for Human Research Protection. And I think this was very worthwhile to share uh, this coming from a Holocaust survivor warning once again. And we all have to resist. And we all have to protect our children. And this is just one component of the overall attack that we are facing, the vaccines. It is not FDA approved. It still is in emergency youth authorization phase. And they're not allowing you to be part of an experiment with full disclosure and full knowledge and full consent. It's done through coercion. It's a violation of international law and the Nuremberg Code. So I say let the trials begin. We'll be back with Lady Liberty in segment four right after this. Are you prepared to defend yourself in the dark? A weapon light helps you identify and even deter threats in low light. But it can be difficult to find a secure and comfortable holster. At Works, we design and build holsters for Glock and Six Hour pistols with lights. Our precision fit holsters will help you carry with confidence so you're ready to defend yourself day and night. Go to WorksHolsters.com. 
Find your gun and light in our holster finder, select your preferred carry style, and order your holster today. There is an exodus happening in America today, from cities full of crime and corruption to the rural areas of clean and sustainable living. Like-minded patriots are coming to North Idaho in search of a simpler, self-reliant lifestyle. I'm Chris Walsh, broker and owner of Revolutionary Realty, based in the heart of America's great redoubt, North Idaho. Sometimes God puts you somewhere for a special reason. For me, I believe it's to help like-minded patriots find safety and security for their loved ones. At Revolutionary Realty, we educate buyers about solar power, growing food, obtaining water, and personal security. I became a realtor in 2008 at the bottom of the real estate market, but not the top. I believe that there is a grand plan and that I'm just a part of it. My job is to help people discover and relocate to America's Great Redoubt. Call a revolutionary today at 208-667-1776 or visit us at revrealty.us to learn more. That's www.revrealty.us and God bless you. Welcome back to the fourth and final segment here for Radio Free Redoubt tonight. And in the studio, I've got codename segment for Lady Liberty. Welcome <laughs> to Radio Free Redoubt. That's right. Thank you for having me again. Yeah, it's a pleasure. And yeah, I've got uh, some good things here. <clears throat> you know, the uh, voter integrity, you know, that... Uh, uh, I still haven't had a chance to watch that documentary that was just released you know, for this oh, weekend. Oh, right. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> you're talking about selection code. Yes. Yeah. That's um, that's something that everybody needs to see because it, like the basically the theme of all of that is this statement here. It says, they're afraid of what we've uncovered. These people are being selected, not elected. Exactly. And, exactly. and just like you were talking about in the previous segments with the whole Holocaust thing, right. this, the way that they have been able to pull this over on the whole world, basically, the, the United States has seen a communist coup. Right. And, yep. and they've done it through electronic voting machines and, and ballot fraud. Well, the, right. the thing is, is, gosh, Sidney Powell covered this a long time ago. In fact, they even put a, a documentary together with the original source code writer, Clint Curtis, yes, who, who wrote an entire election fraud program for a Chinese employer whose, right. whose brother had already been convicted of being a, a Chinese spy in the United States. Right. And so he was no longer even allowed to be in the United States. So his sister was running this company and she's the one that paid Clint Curtis to write, well, basically a, a source code for election. I mean, electronic voting machine fraud. Yeah. And he did. And so that's also what we're going to be talking about this evening. I've got a clip here that is from Clint Curtis, and he is on Frank's Beach with Mike Lindell. And and they're talking about uh, not only did he write source code for America, but other nations approached him and wanted them to write all of this source code for their electronic voting machines as Correct. well. 
And and so the the interesting part, well, we'll just let you listen to it here. In fact, uh, and we can discuss it as soon as as soon as they're done. Go ahead and listen now. Were there any other countries that you started to see using your your source code? Yes, and they started coming to me. I've done documentaries, uh, probably 30 documentaries around the country. Um, we did Italy. They got rid of the machines. We did Germany. They got rid of the machines. Uh, in 2018, Netherlands called because they had the Russians poking in on their machines, and they were scared that something was going to happen. And they called me up and said, what can we do to protect our machines? And I said, you can throw them in the ocean. But ho, 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 I'd say melt them down and recycle and use them for prison bars. But He's much more recycling than him. But I, but I want to tell you this. So that was in 2018. 2018. So they came to him knowing he wrote the first algorithm and said, what do we do? What can we do to stop this? And he, he says, you've got to throw them away. You have to do what? Paper and hand counted. There is nothing you can do to stop right. it. If you the can't machine's stop out there, it you can't. ever. Okay. Now, I want you all to hear this. Very important. So the Netherlands came to you and you said, you can't use them. It's, there's no way to secure them. So what did they do and how long did it take? It was, it was six months before their election. So obviously they're stuck with them, right? How can you switch in six months? But if you're in the Netherlands, apparently you can, because they did. They stopped using they them immediately. They did it. They went completely to paper in less, to full six, hand count. less than six months. Counted the whole thing by because hand. Because why? Because they had to, or they were going to lose their country forever. Right. Yep. So they had to get rid of them, and they did. You know, they so just, they came to the guy, and you know what's... Can you imagine... Back in the early 2000s, you got a guy that admitted he did. Right now, you're going, okay, if we had in here, and you know what? I'm going to tell you this. The new codes wrote, I'll say it. I probably wasn't supposed to. I don't care. There were guys that there were three different times where I had guys from three different countries that were involved that were coming over here to sit here on this stage and tell you all they wrote this code. They can't make for uh, for reasons I you know there's still stuff going on out there with the investigation. It doesn't matter on who did it. These guys were used for, they were the code writers. They're not the. There was a tool, if I, an evil tool used in these computers. But it would have made it real. But instead, we found the guy that wrote the original code. <laughs> you can't make this up. And, and praise the Lord, he's a Democrat and Biden, so the rotten, crooked media can't say, Mike brought in another Trump supporter. Yes. Um, Not only am I a Biden supporter, I actually was the uh, Democratic candidate for uh, U.S. Congress down there last year. Right. Yes. Wow. So and, and, and I you, am a Democrat. Is a Democrat. <laughs> but I also would like to see elections that are actually real. Wouldn't that be nice? Wouldn't that be something? Well, that's the same guy that we uh, we played his interview from that documentary. Oh yes, long you know, time early, ago. Yeah. yeah, and and he was saying, yeah, I wrote the code. Now we're learning more about this. Right. In fact, if you uh, if you don't have that link and you would like to watch that, you can watch that on Sydney Powell's website anytime you want. That's right. And her website is defendingtherepublic.org, and you'll have to go back eight pages on her videos. Yeah. Uh, but it's there. And and the Clint Curtis story is called Murder, Spies, and Voting Lies. And okay, so so granted. He did say he's a Democrat, 
And so, (laughs) (laughs) however, however, this is the original code writer for the electronic voting machine fraud. And and it's been used all around the whole world. And And other countries are dumping it. Yeah, they're they're dumping it. And he's he's saying you can't fix it. There's no way that you can possibly fix it. Once the machines are there, you have to actually get rid of them. Like he was telling the other nations, dump them in the ocean. You know, you have to get rid of them. And interesting thing here, I've got a quote here from Marjorie Taylor Greene from just this weekend, where she says, we pay for our elections. How dare they say we can't challenge the outcome? You pay the people that get paid to run the elections. So how dare they tell you that you can't care about election integrity. How dare they tell you that you cannot have an audit? How dare they cancel you off your social media account because you say that you want audits? You think the election was stolen, you say? Trump won? How dare they do that? Watch the Moment of Truth Summit live at... You can you can watch this at, at frankspeech.com. And it says right there, the trial of the machines is next. Good. And so... Clearly, clearly, uh, they have it. It's it's. There's so much evidence. It's just not even funny. And with the other one, selection code, you can you can go to selectioncode.com and go and watch that. And you can also register to get a free digital copy of that DVD, Excellent. which is which is outstanding. <clears throat> and that description says because of the law of large numbers. We should see the results of those almost 20,000 ballots and then the result of the over 50,000 ballots actually be within only a few percentage points difference of each other. And by a few, I'm saying perhaps three, perhaps four. The fact that they are 16% off is a total violation of the law of large numbers and a total indication that there was manipulation. And this is, you know, the evidence is so pervasive already. Yeah. That it it's they're 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 sidestepping the point though, they're sidestepping the point. Trump won. Trump won. Right. There's there's substantial evidence everywhere. The fraud is coming out of everybody's ears. Right. And they need to decertify the election. Uh, absolutely agree. You know, I just spent the last two segments talking. Well, sharing a speech that was given by a Holocaust survivor just this weekend in Nuremberg, and the the title of the speech was, if we don't start resisting now, then never again is now. Right. And, and that only dealt with the mandated experimental vaccines. That's just one sliver of a whole larger picture of what we're dealing with, with, you know, voter fraud, the transgender, the, the psychotic, uh, sexual perversion of our children and targeting them. And I mean, uh, there are so many things wrong that we have to resist all of it, not just the vaccines, but we have to be engaged with these machines and demand that they're removed. Exactly. Because everything that we're seeing here has been, allowed to happen through the vehicle of electronic voting fraud. Right. And well, and of course, of course the fraudulent ballots. That's that's, you know, most prevalent in the last election in 2020. Yeah. However, this electronic voting machine fraud has been going on since 2000, which has allowed them to select just like 
select code, right. DVD, uh, that whole documentary is saying, we haven't been electing our quote-unquote elected officials. They've been selected. They've been yep. selected through electronic voting manipulation. Yes. We have not probably had, well, in, in the majority of the counties in this whole nation, we've not had a legitimate election since 2020. So long as there's any kind of ability to manipulate election outcomes at all and so this is where that leads to the the whole world basically it allows it allows a communist takeover of the entire world starting with the united states first because we are the we were the beacon on the hill that had to be taken down and they did it effectively through this election fraud exactly you would not be seeing this push of the this uh, uh covid psychosis uh, you wouldn't be seeing the uh, destruction of our military. The incessant lying. The destruction of our border. That's the right. The destruction of our economy. Yep. The, the, the forced advancement of uh, this psychotic climate obsession change. with so- climate change, with abortions. Yep. With uh, Black Lives Matter. Altering our children's uh, sexual sexuality or identity. Yep. Uh, all of it. It, it really... It, these these people that got in power through a fraudulent uh, fraudulent that were, that election were selected. Yeah, they were empowered to to do everything else that's got us where we are now. Exactly, including on the edge yep. of war. Yep, and and the I'd have to say the the biggest kingpin of all would have to be the judges, the judges and the the prosecutors that were selected to be in place for this era. Yes. that refused to look at evidence that refused to look at fraud that refused to prosecute criminals right and so all of them were selected as well it took them 22 years since the year 2000 it took them 22 years to get everybody in place but they did it well this is exactly the mission that the 44th president who shall not be named was on that's right and and this is exactly what hillary was supposed to have done except trump was the stick in the spokes of the wheel uh so now they're trying to you know obviously make up for lost time where where we are right now, they we should have been according to the the globalists. We should have been you know five years ago. That's right. And so uh, here we are. But um, well, yeah, we have so, to be engaged, patriots. Oh, absolutely. Yep. And it has to start with like Clint Curtis said, getting rid of the electronic voting machines. Yeah, you can, they can't be fixed. They can't be tolerated. They can't be just kind of ignored and and expected to still be functional and okay. They actually have to be gotten rid of right all of these policies that i that i just mentioned all of these things are in opposition to the overwhelming majority of americans right so these policies economic social uh, uh uh geopolitics you know international policy foreign policy all of it is is thrust upon us against our will. And the only reason they were able to do this is because globalists have seized power. That's right. And they've got to be gotten rid of. This is the first step in that. And it just, it just, the ripple effects go out, you know, forever from that point, from, from a coup, a stolen election. Right. Right. And it makes me wonder, had they not been able to pull over, uh, pull off this entire election fraud of 2020, where all of us would be right now under President Trump, we wouldn't be, uh, we wouldn't have 
any of these problems. I can't think of any of these things that he would have allowed mm-hmm. to happen. Right. You know, and, and how many lives would have been saved if, you know, if there hadn't have been this, this, I don't know, the whole bio attack from, from Wuhan and then finding right. out that, that, uh, the database for the majority of our elections is also based in Wuhan, China. Hmm, imagine that. Yeah. Well, and it goes right back to Clint Curtis being the first one who worked for a Chinese company, right. Chinese computer company that has, you know, was I can't associated with a Chinese spy. I can't believe the guy's still openly proclaiming to be a Democrat. I can't either. That's somebody who. I don't know how you can be smart enough to write, you know, source code. <laughs> And then, and willing to <laughs> expose the vulnerabilities of it. Well, I guess that means that Biden does actually have a supporter after all. Yeah. Well, one. So it was two votes. His wife. Yeah. His his wife. Him and yeah. Uh, probably Kamala. <laughs> maybe. And maybe Clint, Kamala. Clint Curtis. No, there's there's actually sadly there's there's a quite a few uh, commie idiots out there that that would vote for him. But uh, well, that's where we are and. We've got to be engaged. There, there are plenty of different ways to do it, too. That's right. You know, start canvassing. At, start at the local level. Yep, yep. Absolutely. Well, thank you for sharing that, Lady Liberty. And uh, I'm sure we'll be talking about this throughout the week in yep. the morning yep. commute. That's right. Happy to do it. Yeah. All right, everybody. We'll go ahead and wrap up uh, this episode 22-30. Thanks for being with us. Join us each weekday morning at 7 a.m. Pacific time. For the morning commute, we uh, broadcast out of Spokane on AM and FM radio stations and also the live stream. We also upload all of those to Podbean, which is where all of our archive shows are sent to. So we'll talk to you there. Anyway, you guys have a blessed and safe week. Keep your powder dry and uh, stay frosty. This is the voice of the American Redoubt. Good night.